0: Shabbat Shalom, Body Messiah, Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments. We pray that your week was good. We pray that you are having or have had, by the time you listen to this, a good Shabbat. And so I want to just bring you a teaching. Hopefully, it is short. But everybody that knows me always laughs when I talk about this message will be short. So let's turn to Psalm 103. And what I really want to do is just minister on Psalm 103. When we were in Christianity, many people claimed, believed, And walk by faith, or at least they tried to walk by faith in these verses that we're going to go over. But they never qualified for the promises about his benefits. Even though, as most of us were taught in Christianity, that all you need to do is walk by faith, believe to have received something. And, you know, according to Mark eleven twenty four, our thinking was you would receive it. But there are other things that come into play that we have to understand. And namely, are we obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments? That's the foundation. If We are not obeying his laws and commandments. And here's just some simple ones. Keeping the biblical seventh-day Sabbath. uh, Honoring his feast days. Using his name and not the pagan name of L-O-R-D or G-O-D or J-C. Other things are like eating restrictions on how and what Yahweh commanded us to eat and not to eat, when we follow these simple, basic, foundational principles in obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, as well as many others, we then will qualify to be able to walk by faith, to be able to believe to have received what was promised, and then we shall have it. And in line with Psalms 103, let's look and we'll go to the end at the beginning so we understand this, that whatever the benefit or the promise that Yahweh has given to us, whatever the promise is, by his stripes you are healed, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. If two or more agree, it's touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them. If two or more are gathered together in his name, not in a false name, not in another name, but in his name, Yahshua HaMashiach, he will be there in the midst of it. You know, and there are other promises. When you lay hands on the sick and you pray in the name of Yahweh, according to James chapter 5, the sick will be healed. And if they've committed any sin, it will be forgiven them. Those are just a handful of the benefits or the promises that have been given to us. Now, in all those verses, the people who the writers were writing to, they understood that the foundation is to follow Yahweh, to follow Yeshua, and to obey His laws and commandments. Yeshua said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And, you know, you can just go through starting in the first covenant everything that yahweh promised to the children of israel was dependent upon them obeying his covenant upon him upon them following his laws and commandments and what most if not all in christianity fail to realize, fail to see, fail to understand, especially in these passages, that that principle is still in play. Look in Psalms 103, starting in verse 18. Now, all that Yahweh spoke about up to this point, he said, is promised to those who keep his covenant. Notice what he did not say. He did not say this promise to those who think they are walking by faith or those who obey Christianity's man-made traditions. doesn't say that. It says to its promise to those who keep his covenant And remember to do his precepts, which is his instructions, his laws, his commandments, his statutes. When you keep the biblical Sabbath and nothing changed um, in our lives more than when we began to see and understand and obey and step out in faith to learn about the Shabbat. And to obey the Sabbath, and to be like Peter, and step out of the boat of tradition, and to begin to walk on the water to go to Yeshua and Yahweh, by keeping the Sabbath. It was written in our hearts by Yahweh's Ruach, and so we just stepped out in faith. As a pastor, we changed the order of our services, the day we met, everything else and what didn't matter whether anybody else got it, it mattered whether or not we were going to obey Yahweh and then leave the rest up to Yahweh to bring revelation and understanding through the scriptures as we taught the people. And the same should be in your life. It shouldn't matter what anybody else says, shouldn't matter what your family says, shouldn't matter what your employer says, doesn't matter what your friends say. It matters what Yahweh says, and he said to keep the Shabbat, to keep the Sabbath, to keep it. And it says it all the way from Genesis through the book of Revelation. In verse 19, he said, Yahweh has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules overall. But the main the main verse, well, let's back up to verse 17. But the loyal love of Yahweh is from everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him. On those who fear him. On those who fear him. Let me uh, pull up a couple scriptures that I've been meditating on all week. Psalm 119 verse 1 says, Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of Yahweh, who walk or obey the law of Yahweh. Blessed are those that do this. Let's look at another verse. In Psalm 128:1, 1, it says, "Blessed is everyone who fears Yahweh. Blessed is everyone who fears Yahweh who walks in his ways." Who walks in his ways? What does Psalm 112 verse 1 through 3 say. It says, Blessed is the man who fears Yahweh and delights greatly in his commandments. So, before you can receive verses 2 and 3 and the rest, you need to be a person who fears Yahweh. And who greatly delights in his laws and commandments. Then it says, your seed will be mighty on the earth. Your seed won't be mighty if you are not fearing Yahweh and walking or obeying his laws and commandments. Then it says, wealth and riches will be in his house. Then it says a few verses down that your heart will be fixed. You have blood pressure issues, heart disease. Your heart will be fixed. It will be firm. It will be established. When you trust in Yahweh. So it all goes back to fearing Yahweh obeying his laws and commandments and doing his covenant. Not just making a confession of faith. The confession of faith is no guarantee if you are disobeying his laws and commandments, you're going to nullify yourself and you will not receive the promise. Yahweh wants you to receive the promise. He wants you to experience All his promises. But there are things that you and I have to do. And we may not understand them. But we have to do them by faith. Which is obedience. (laughs) Faith. And obedience. It goes hand in hand. You can't say that you're walking by faith. And not keep the Sabbath. Or not keep his feast days. You cannot say you are walking by faith and honoring pagan holidays. Keeping pagan holidays, but yet rejecting Yahweh's holidays. You are not walking by faith when you do that. Because faith and obedience go hand in hand. It's like wet and water. If you are in the water, you are wet. You can't be in water and not get wet. Just like you cannot walk by faith and not obey or be willing to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. It doesn't work. If you are not willing to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, you're not walking by faith. You may think you are, but you're not walking by biblical faith. And faith, which includes obedience to Yahweh's laws and commandments, is what pleases Yahweh. And without faith, without obedience, you cannot please Yahweh. See, you can't remove obedience from the message of faith, from the scriptures of faith. If you're going to walk by faith, you just can't claim something and then disobey Yahweh's laws and commandments and think it will work for you. It will not work for you. Now, most in Torah understand this. But what I'm trying to share this with are the people that either are on the fence or people that are still caught up in pagan Christianity, holding on to the traditions of man instead of obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. And what did the Messiah say when you do this? Your worship of the Messiah is fruitless, is in vain. It will produce nothing. We need to understand this. Okay, now back to Psalm 103. And as I begin to wind this down, if I can hit this in 20 minutes, hallelujah, even my wife is laughing. That will be a supernatural miracle. Just plain. All right, verse three, it says, Bless Yahweh, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So if you think his name is L-O-R-D or G-O-D, you are not blessing his name. Those are titles and those are pagan titles. If you think his name is J-C, it is not his name. That name didn't even exist when this was written. It didn't exist when the Messiah was walking the earth. He was Hebrew. He had a Hebrew name. Understand that. He did not have a pagan Greek Roman name. That didn't even exist till the 16th century or so. So the first thing it says is that we are to bless Yahweh and to bless his holy name. That's where you need to come into the understanding that the creator's name is Yah, for short, Yahweh. Tetragrammaton is Y-H-W-H. And the Messiah's name is Yahshua. Now I know some people pronounce it different. They may add a vowel here or there. They may say Yehua. They may say Yahushua. But nonetheless, that's still part of the Hebrew family. That's Paleo. And what I'm, I believe in is Aramaic Hebrew. But nonetheless, it's still part of Hebrew. And Hebrew... Is far, any form of Hebrew is so much more accurate than how the English translated it from the Greek, which they translated it. it wasn't even a translation; it was an invention of Constantine. All right, verse two says again, "Bless Yahweh, O my soul." So we need to know his name. His name is what our salvation is wrapped up in. All those who call upon the name of Yahweh shall be saved. The prophet Joel said it and they repeated it in the book of Acts. And then it says, and do not forget all of his benefits. Now it's it's gonna name a few benefits. And who are the people that qualify For his benefits. It's those we found in verse 17 and 18. That keep his covenant. And do his commandments. That keep his covenant. And do his commandments. Here let's read this. This is the restored King James version of verse 18. It says to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. So those that qualify for his benefits are those that keep his covenant and remember to his commandments and do them. It's not just enough to know about them. Many people know about the biblical Sabbath, but they've chosen not to obey it, or at best, they've chosen to keep the seventh-day Sabbath and the pagan Christian Sabbath, which never really was a total mistranslation in the Bible. I placed a teaching from another brother on on my Facebook page and on our group, um, so I'd encourage you to read it. At some point, I will, I will teach it as well because it's necessary to understand that when the few verses in the New Testament talk about the first day of the week in the Hebrew, understand this, in the Hebrew, it is the word Shabbat, which is not the first day of the week. It is the seventh day of the week. But the translators translated it according to what they believed. And because they were part of pagan Constantine, they believed in pagan sun-god day or the day of the unconquerable day of the sun, which was sun-day worship, sun-god worship. So they interpreted it and changed the scripture to line up with that. So we see here that we need to keep his covenant and his benefits are to those who keep his covenant and obey his commandments. We just need to understand that. His benefits are to those who keep his covenant and obey his commandments. If you're not obeying his commandments, you disqualify yourself from receiving his Benefits, whatever the benefit is, Psalm 91, where his angels are in camp round about you. A lot of people in Christianity claim that. They teach that. They believe that. But they don't obey his commandments. So then they disqualify themselves from Yahweh placing his angels, encamping them around them and delivering them from every form of evil and plague. But to qualify for any of his benefits, we must obey all his laws and commandments. We must keep his covenant. And so verse 3 says, and he's going to hit a few of the benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. So when you obey his laws and commandments, and you are keeping his covenant that he started in the beginning... He will forgive you of all your iniquities. I don't care what that iniquity is. You might have murdered someone. He will forgive you. If you begin to cry out to Yahweh, if you begin to keep His laws and commandments and do His word, be a doer of His laws and commandments. And then it says, who heals all thy diseases. It don't matter if you have stage four cancer. He said that his benefit is to heal all thy diseases. Why? Because you are keeping his covenant, because you are obeying his laws and commandments. If you read uh, Exodus 15, let's turn there real quick. Exodus 15, I've gone past my 20 minutes, so my wife's chuckling now, all get a laugh over me. Nonetheless, he said in verse 26, and this is a verse a lot of Christians and uh, uh, Christianity teaches about healing, but they totally ignore and don't talk about what qualifies you to receive from Yahweh your healer." And it says, "If you will diligently listen to the voice of Yahweh your Elohim, and will do what is right in His sight, and what is right in his sight is his laws and commandments." and will give your ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you. So in order to qualify for healing, you have to be, according to Yahweh's own word, you have to be obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. You can't skip them because you don't feel like it. You can't skip them because you don't feel, you know, whatever. You have to be willing to obey them 24-7. And if you're not willing, all you have to do is ask Yahweh to help you to become willing. And then it says, And I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am Yahweh that healeth thee. I am Yahweh your healer. I am Yahweh Rapha. And how do we receive that healing power? And that is through or because of obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. Yahweh sent the Messiah to redeem us from the effects of the curse of disobeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, but he did not redeem us from the necessity to continue obeying his laws and commandments. He just redeemed us from the curse that came upon us because of our disobedience. And so it goes back to you and I still need to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. We read, and the context of Psalm 103 is promised benefits to those who keep his covenant. And do his laws and commandments. Hallelujah. And then it says, verse 3 again, Who forgives all your iniquities, and who heals all your diseases, all your diseases, all your diseases, all your diseases, forgives forgives all your iniquities, forgives all your iniquities, forgives all your iniquities, Yeshua redeemed you, and Yahweh promised this as a benefit. He is our Redeemer, Yahweh. He is our Savior. Isaiah says it all over the place. He is. Yahweh did all these things by sending His only begotten Son to be born of a virgin to be crucified on the tree and to take your sin and my sin, your disease and my disease, your disobedience and my disobedience, so that by his stripes we would be healed. Hallelujah. And then it says, who redeemed thy life from destruction? Who did? Yahweh. When you obey and keep his covenant, when you obey and do his commandments. He redeems your life from destruction. So if there's destruction attacking your life and you are obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, you need to look it straight in the eye and declare to the enemy, you are redeemed, be thou removed. Let the redeemed of, the, of Yahweh say so. So you need to begin to say it. Not just saying it by faith, but you're saying it because you are obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments and you are qualifying for the promise by obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. Then it says, who will crown you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who will he do this for? Anybody that claims it and just believes it? No, but he who obeys Yahweh's laws and commandments, who satisfies Thy mouth with good things. In the Hebrew it says, with good. Yahweh will satisfy you with good. Everything that is good, anything that is good, a good meal, a good husband, a good wife, good children, good relationships, a good fellowship to belong to, um, good clothes, good furniture, a good car, um, good peace, shalom, total shalom. Now, a word that Yahweh gave me some weeks ago is that any spirit, you need to write this down, troubling your shalom is defeated through Yeshua HaMashiach, and it has no place in your life. You need to make that a confession of your faith. I still believe in the confession of faith. It's just you have to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments for that confession of faith for you to qualify to receive that benefit, that promise. And when you do, that promise is available to you. All the promises of Yahweh are yes and amen to those that obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. That was a given. Paul understood that. The early believers understood that. So it says here that Yahweh will satisfy your mouth with good Sell so that your youth is renewed like the eagles when yahweh blesses you there is something that takes place you are you are invigorated you are energized you are blessed there is a level of joy that comes upon you when you are suffering when you don't have enough to pay your bills or enough food or enough money that is not you won't have joy it'll be a struggle unless you're obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. If you're obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, you know this will pass. Why? Because you're a giver. You're obeying Yahweh's commandments of giving. When you give, it shall be given unto you, Yeshua said, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you're not giving, and I know, I don't know how they get it, but a lot of people don't believe in tithes and offerings. If you're not tithing to Yahweh. And his kingdom, ministering with your finances to people that are struggling, to people that are hurting, to ministries, to to bodies of believers, people that are that need finances, and Yahweh says, give them a hundred, give them a hundred dollars, then you give it to them. Or fifty dollars or five dollars or whatever the case may be. You and I have to be givers. You and I have to be givers. That's part of obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. And the promise is he'll rebuke the devourer. You can't get the devourer rebuked and the windows of heaven opened when you are not a giver, when you are holding on to your money so tight. You know, something I've noticed, and I don't mean to get off on this, that people that don't tithe, that are not givers, they struggle financially. I heard this years ago when I was in Christianity. If you're not a tither, and if you say you don't believe in prosperity, you'll never never have prosperity. You'll never have more than enough. Why? You're not doing the commandments. You're not doing what Yahweh said to do, and you're not believing it. So if you don't believe it, you'll not receive it, and you'll not have it. If you don't obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, you'll not have it. So if you are struggling financially, the first thing I would tell you to do is look at all the scriptures that talk about uh, receiving, talk about giving, talk about tithes and offerings. I mean, the whole Torah, every Shabbat, every feast day, they were given an offering. They were bringing their tithes in. We still need to bring them. We don't have a temple, but we have the the body of Messiah, we are the temple. We need to be supporting one another, supporting other ministries, so on and so forth. So it says that he will satisfy our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. Yahweh executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Now, I'd encourage you to read the whole chapter. But the bottom line is, in order to receive his benefits, his benefit, he'll meet your need according to his riches and glory. It's not Yahweh's plan or desire for you not to have enough. How do you come into that place? What did Philippians 4 verses 13 through 19? What was Paul talking about? Paul was talking about the people that communicated with him in giving and receiving. He said that he would pray that Yahweh would supply all their need according to his riches and glory by Messiah. Now, remember, in <clears throat> Messiah recognized when a widow woman gave all of her substance in the offering. And remember what Yeshua said in Mark 10, 29 and 30, that everything you give for the gospel's sake shall come back to you 100 fold. It may not be now. It may not be this year. It may not be five years from now, but at some point in your life, you will come into a place of more than enough. It's Yahweh's promise. It's Yahweh's promise. And you may be like, my wife and I. It took a number of years to get to a place of having more than enough. Most of, the, of our life, we just had enough. And we praise Yahweh for that. But we kept giving, kept giving, kept giving, kept increasing our giving, kept increasing our giving, and Yahweh is faithful. Yahweh will break through. His covenant, basically, when we, we started being Torah observant, that's when the pedal got pushed to the metal and we started to increase more and more and more. So obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments will help you. It is a must, especially keeping the Shabbat. So I pray that something I said today encouraged you, helped you, ministered to you, to keep you going, to keep you obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. As I said, the bottom line is, if you want to receive his benefits, all his benefits, whatever they are, we need to keep his covenant, which means to obey his laws and commandments which means to be a doer of his commandments. Father, we thank you for this word. We pray that you will take this word and minister life and encouragement to the body of Messiah, that they would be encouraged. And if they are not already Torah observant, if they are not already willing to obey all your laws and commandments, help them where they're weak. Where they're weak, I call them strong, where they have little understanding, I ask you, Yahweh, Father, to give them greater understanding. And may we all grow and increase in our understanding of Yahweh's laws and commandments. And may all your iniquities be forgiven. And may all your diseases be healed. And may Yahweh satisfy your mouth with good, with good things, so that your youth would be renewed like the eagles. So, Father, we worship you. We praise you for this day. We praise you for this Sabbath. And, Father, we thank you for it in the power of your name. Now, if you want to connect with us, we have a website, Yahweh com. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Yahweh Yeshua Assembly. We have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. We also have... You can connect with me... Mark Pulley, P-U-L-L-E-Y, on Facebook. As long as you are a Torah believer, I'll receive your friend request. So until next time, Yahweh bless you. Yahweh make His face shine upon you. Yahweh give you peace. Yahweh fill you with His joy. And any spirit, any iniquity, any infirmity, (coughs) any sickness or disease... That is troubling your shalom. That is troubling your peace. That is troubling your wholeness. May Yahweh bless you and heal you and make you whole. Until next time, Yahweh bless you and shalom, shalom.